Looking for a way to keep your kids or grandkids entertained? Just tell your smart speaker to play Vision Kids Radio. Vision Kids! Problem solved. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. This is Andrew McLennan. In a fast-paced, technology-based society where families sometimes fracture, it's easy for individuals to feel lonely, isolated and even marginalised through bullying and harassment. And no one bears this burden more today than the young people of Australia. But programs such as school chaplaincy help to address these issues by providing counselling and support which benefits students socially, emotionally and spiritually. A local council in Redland City has hosted a prayer breakfast for more than 20 years to raise money for chaplaincy. And the Mayor of Redland City joins me now. Mayor Karen Williams, welcome. Good morning, Andrew. Mayor, you've been running this prayer breakfast out there in the Redland City for quite some time. Tell us about the history of that. Well, uh, yeah, actually, it's been, it's, we're coming up to our 21st uh, annual Redland City Merrill Prayer Breakfast. Um, the first one was held in 2003, uh, and I believe I probably attended every single one, although I wasn't mayor at the time or I wasn't even a councillor when it first started. Um, but I think the longevity is really important to sending a message that the rest of the community is contributing and caring for our young people. So you've attended every one of these chaplaincy breakfasts now for 21 years. Karen, are they getting better? Oh, absolutely. And probably more important, I think in the 21 years that it's happened every year, um, the, the society has changed. I mean, back in 2003, we didn't have social media. We didn't even have smartphones. Uh, and so the world is so connected 24-7 now, um, which can be a good thing. Um, but for young people, it means that they never have time to sit, reflect and take a break from the rest of the world. And, and when their circumstances are really difficult, that is so critically important to their mental health uh, and their well-being. So it has definitely changed, but it's got better. Um, and our contributions from our very generous community have grown, um, as has the need. Yeah, and I think you've touched on something, as I mentioned in the introduction, that young people today in this technology-based society, you know, as adults, sure, we get annoyed by social media and kind of wish there were aspects to it which didn't exist, but these young people, it's their world. And I heard a story just a few months ago from a federal member up in uh, the Bribey Island area who said a young, I think 13 or 14-year-old boy committed suicide because of online bullying because to these young people, this virtual world to them is so important and it leads to isolation, loneliness, depression and sadly even suicide, doesn't it? That's right. And it's just they're on all the time. Um, I've been working with... uh, Small Steps for Hannah, which is obviously well-known across the nation as a really tragic uh, domestic and family violence event, uh, with Sue and Lloyd Clark leading the way to try and create some awareness around that. And, and one, of the, one of the people at our table when we're having a bit of a workshop said that their daughter, after a, a netball, uh, I guess, when they were applying for a netball team, there was like over 100 texts in the period of a couple of hours about, you know, sort of the bullying around that. Um, and, I, I mean, I know when I turn my email on in the morning <laughs> and I've got another 20 emails in there, the sort of pressure that puts on you to be able to respond all the time. And for a young person, I, I think it's very detrimental that they haven't got that space to actually understand how, you know, their their personal space 
um, it needs time and it needs that isolation to be able to regroup and get on with you know the day's work or the week's work. So, yeah, it's a very different world for young people and I do fear for them. Yeah, it is. And so into that, we have programs like school chaplaincy where you have a human being, a school chaplain who's in the school community, in the environment, but they're not teachers, so they're not totally part of the establishment and they're there and there's someone that children can come to and talk to and get support from and just a little bit of encouragement and even just a bit of human relationship, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. A face-to-face person, you know, not just over um, Facebook or chat, um, you know, one of those people you can look in the eye um, and they're just there to listen. And, and you know, we, as you said earlier, we live in a very fractured society now um, and so young people need mentors, they need role models to aspire to and if I could just talk about you know the, the wave of youth uh, youth crime that we're seeing you sort of wonder if that's been that breakdown of that uh, human touch on our young people as opposed to just you know googling or you know twitter or any of those um, various social media forums which tend to be very negative uh, and have ongoing impacts on young people who are still forming who they are uh, as, as young people to become adults in our community. Yeah, that's a really interesting point too. And I think there's a desensitization as well through social media and the virtual world that I think these kids are seeing so much violence and and, and fighting and car crashes and stealing and, and whatever else they watch on TikTok and these different social media platforms. And I think definitely they get desensitized to it. And so then, like you said, for a young person to go out and commit crime or to steal or to even commit violence... It, it's almost like they're just not feeling or have no sense of empathy for the people that they're harming. That's right. So you need to put real people um, with good hearts um, and, you know, a a sort of a, I guess, a a vision for our young people in front of them where they can actually touch them on the shoulder physically and say, you're a good person. Um, You know, life is complicated but, you know, with a little bit of assistance and guidance, um, you will be a great positive contributor to our world and to your community. And I don't think that happens a lot for our young people. And then, you know, you have the small percentage of young people, very small percentage, doing the wrong thing. And, of course, they're all then branded as not really being able to offer something positive um, for the future. So, you know, it's, it's very complex and complicated for our young people. I'm a grandmother of two beautiful young girls um, and you know I pray for them every day that they won't be drawn into this vacuum of something that's really insignificant in the big picture of, of life and the big picture of the world and um, they you know I want to make sure that they feel worthy um, and uh, you know they're obviously blessed to have great parents um, but that's not the case for all young people and you know uh, we definitely need to pray for all young people that they find their way. Yeah, and obviously, as the mayor, you believe that the school chaplains in your local city council there are doing a good job, and and that's why you put on this uh, this prayer breakfast every year. Look, absolutely, um, we support about fifteen thousand students every year in our community, and you know the money goes to supporting um, our chaplains. But if, you know, just to put it into context, it might mean that those children all have a lunch or a breakfast that they wouldn't normally get at home, which makes them able to learn um, and also makes them feel like they're worthy and they're appreciated. So over the the last sort of nine years, um, since 2014, when we were keeping tabs, you know, we've raised $195,000 due to the generosity um, of my incredible community and, um, you know, what they talk about when they talk about Take the Village, 
um, to, to you know educate a child. I think this particular program is one of the outstanding examples of that. Uh, That's and, amazing. You know, Can you repeat that number? One hundred ninety-five thousand was it? That's correct. So last year we raised uh, thirty thousand, but in total since two thousand fourteen. So over the last nine years, um, bearing in mind, um, you know, I've been mayor for since two thousand and twelve. Um, so there's more money than that that's been put into the kitty before that. But over the last nine years, one hundred ninety-five thousand dollars to support our incredible chaplains who, um, you know, have got great hearts um, and have certainly, um, you know, got that mission to take care of our young people in our schools. It's great. So the, the breakfast you're hosting uh, in September is not just about celebrating the chaplains, but you're actually raising money for them as well so they can assist more students moving forward. That's absolutely the point of it all, to be honest, because, you know, um, when this when this particular program started, um, there wasn't actually the, the, the government funding um, that they do have now. But as I said earlier, um, this type of support is probably more necessary today than it was you know, 21 years ago. So it's great that we've got government contributing, but community needs to own the future of our young people and they do that by attending our, our mayoral prayer breakfast here in Redlands and just giving some small level of support to our chaplains who give a huge level of support to our young people. Yeah, and Mayor, I just want to turn the focus on you now because we're talking about being a help and being an assistance and building community. And I just want to honour you and, and just thank you for serving your local area for so long, 21 years in some form of public service, many of those years as the mayor. It, I know it can't be an easy role, but you've hung in there and you've stuck at it. And I'm sure you've made a difference, Mayor, to lots of people's lives you probably may never realise or may never hear about, but you're actually making a difference. Well, well, thank you. And it's always nice to be acknowledged. And um, yes, it's not always an easy task, um, particularly like in the, in the world we live in now. But if I was to, you know, offer advice to any young female, for example, um, whatever leadership role they might take is that, you know, particularly in a country like ours, um, leadership doesn't come easy. Um, but what, what we have to demonstrate as, as women uh, in leadership is the level of resilience to push back on some of the tall poppy stuff that you hear, you know, or you see. Um, you've got to remember that you're human and you're allowed to make a mistake, but when you do, you just need to own it and and apologise and then get on and be resilient and push through and go on to do better things. Um, but I think being a female um, in leadership still has its challenges. The, the glass ceiling hasn't been broken through just yet and I've got great examples of that in my personal life. But um, I want to be an example for those people who, you know, feel that it's too hard, that it is worth it. Um, and small legacies, not always tangible legacies like supporting our chaplains, uh, what will leave the world and your community in a better place than when you first put your hand up to lead in whatever capacity that might be. Well, Mayor Williams, I'm sure you have inspired lots of young girls in your tenure as the Mayor of Redland City Council. And I believe moving forward, some of them will be inspired to follow in your footsteps into leadership roles, not only in local government, but state government, federal government, in the business community, in media, education. So once again, I just want to thank you and, and honour you for your service to community. I also want to thank you for joining us today for this discussion, and I wish you all the best for the prayer breakfast. Now, it's in September. What's the date again in September for the Mayor Prayer Breakfast? It's Friday the 8th of September. It starts at 7am um, at the Alexandra Hills Hotel. It's $65 uh, for a individual or $600 for a table of 10. And you can find all that information on our website. 
But I just wanted to add one thing, if I could, Andrew, that um, as much as I'm very, very proud of this particular event in our city, I haven't done it on my own. Um, It's been a wonderful team that I've worked with ever since its inception. And um, we honour Pastor Glenn Gray, who was part of the the initial group um, who passed away, unfortunately, in 2020. And we now actually acknowledge the great chaplains in our community through an award. Um, They're all great. But we we like to make sure that we're acknowledging all the good work that's happening. Um, so that will happen also at the breakfast, um, along with a great a great speaker, Jason Fitters, who has his own challenging story that has turned his life around and does great things in our community right now. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing you, and I want to thank Vision Christian Media as well for coming on board as a diamond sponsor. It really means a lot to us, and um, we, we're really blessed to have such support across the community and beyond. So thank you, Andrew. It's our pleasure, Karen, and we obviously believe in what the chaplains are doing in Redland City as well. Thanks again for joining us and just pray that God continues to use you and bless you in that great work you're doing as the Mayor of Redland City Council. Amen to that. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 